Hello, PodFam, and hello, Rachel. How are you today? I am doing good, Laura. I just had some Indian for dinner. Nice. So I'm feeling um, nice and full, and I have my nice tea with me, so I'm feeling pretty good. How are you? Oh, that is perfect. I am drinking uh, kombucha this evening. Ooh. Yes, feeling a little different and fancy, so I got myself a bottle of kombucha. Nice. What flavor is it? Um, I got mango, which is oh. not normally my go-to. Um, usually, I like the ginger ones, but yeah. I was just like, no, I kind of want something a little bit different. So I went with the mango. It's mm. pretty good as well. Like I, I like that one. Nice, nice. Well, tea-wise, I've brought out a um, an old friend of mine, and that's the Everyday Detox Tea. Oh, lovely. Haven't heard that one for a while. I know. I was really feeling my like warm cinnamon spice tea, but I can't find the little canister. So I'm like, did I drink all of it? But I don't – I don't know. I think my boyfriend is hiding it from me. <laughs> Maybe. He's probably tried it once and he's like, oh, this is good. And then he's like, I'm never giving this back to her. Yeah. He's like, I'm going to steal this one. Yeah. Yeah. So I have a life update because I realized I haven't shared this on the show yet. Oh, go for it. We have new mascots. Didn't you mention that in an episode already? No, I mentioned that I was going to get them. Okay. But we have had two lovely interviews since I've got them. True. So I actually haven't talked to them talked about them on the show. And I don't actually think they have the mention of them ever actually wound up in an episode. I just know we talked about it in the middle of one during like a little mini recording break. Right. So yes. Podcast friends, we now have two little kittens to join the tea mascot team. Very cute. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. One's name is Louie and one is Sven. So they're joining Sydney as our kitty mascots. Yes. And yes. I think we have like um a proxy mascot as well. Yes. Because yes. my dad also adopted a little cat. His name is Lenny. Um, he is just one years old as of a couple of days ago and, you. um, he is just a little sweetheart. So he is out right now, but, um, you never know. He likes to poke his head in the window when he wants to come inside. So <laughs> later in the episode, you might hear him, him meowing. Um, but, uh, well, we had uh, dinner this evening. We were Aww. watching, um, the little mermaid because, you know, that's the <gasps> fish princess, and uh, he enjoyed it. He enjoyed it a lot. Um, was he like watching it with you? Yes. Well, he and then he would purr, and Aww. then I was like, "Let's sing and dance, little Lenny." And he's like, "No, thank you." Um, <laughs> <laughs> but I have to say one thing about that movie: like Ursula did not lie. She you know? didn't. No, she she put it all out there. Like she's just like you know, you're, you're gonna, not gonna give have your a voice. you're gonna give your voice to me. I'm gonna make you a human. These are the Mm -hmm. details. You have to fulfill them. And yes, I do know, like, she kind of got in the way of fulfilling it. But, like, it's not like I think it was a secret there. She told told her exactly what was going to happen. It was also not written into the contract that Ursula couldn't interfere. True. With her achieving this goal, you know? Like, she never said that. And girl is trying to get that soul. So. Mm Mm-hmm. 
you know. Yeah. You yeah. know? So. so, I mean, still rude of her to do that, but like she's yeah, she's still in alignment with the contract. Yeah, she didn't break any con- contractual agreements and mm-hmm. um I know the uh new little mermaid is coming out next year, I believe. Oh, yes. And um I'm excited to to see that one, but I also kind of wish and maybe they'll still do this, but like have an Ursula backstory. You know how like a lot of the villains are now getting their own movies? Mm-hmm. I think yes. that would be really awesome to get like her backstory because she really is like one of those really out there and iconic villains. Yeah. I would well, wasn't love that. It sort of like alluded to that she was the queen at some point or something? Or am I making that up? Um, wasn't it? I think you're making that part up. Wasn't there something about when she was in the palace? I don't know if she was – I think she might have been in the palace at one point. Okay. But, like, she was never queen. Um, okay. I but don't know. I think I she was banished. Be, like, that was, like, a plot point for, like, quite a few movies of our childhood, so I yeah. might be getting it mixed up, but – Yeah, maybe. You know, she was banished for some reason or other. Yeah, like, she wasn't welcome in, in court. <laughs> no. Yes. No, no, no. I mean, probably with good reason because she was being mean, but, you know – um, I mean, this kind of leads in nicely to what we're talking about. <laughs> it does. Evening. It does. Perfect. Yeah, yeah. Yes. So, you know, we're coming into fall now and I find throughout the summer, like I, I really don't watch a lot of TV shows. I'm mm-hmm. just really busy and, um, don't really have the attention span for it. Mm-hmm. But like as soon as fall comes, there's just something traditional about that. And I, I don't know if it's just because like we're the, the TV generation, mm-hmm. um, but that's when all the new TV shows would always come out. So mm-hmm. whenever like fall comes around, I'm just like, okay, what's new? Like what's good on TV? And um, we kind of wanted to just do like a little, you know, what we're watching and what mm-hmm. you guys should watch. And then of course, in turn, like send us some recommendations because I feel like we're all just like looking for something right now. Like I know yeah. majority of the conversations I have with just people, they're like, what are you watching? I need to find something new. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's like that time of year just to – And there's also just so much to choose from. <sighs> it's it's a little overwhelming and I feel like a lot of like great shows mm-hmm. are probably going missed just because like yeah. it, it's an overload of content. So we hope mm-hmm. like the ones that we're going to talk about today, they are something like you guys have never seen before or have like been thinking of watching and, mm-hmm. you know, you can try something new. Yeah, and I'm just going to preface all this for our Canadian listeners. I put off getting Crave for a very, very long time because I didn't want to spend like the $20 a month on the subscription fee. Guys, it's worth it. It's very worth it. There's a lot of good content on there. So I'm going to be talking about a couple, a few of those today. Yeah, and I find it's also really hard to pick a platform to choose. Like I'm not going to lie, I – I'm off my parents' accounts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I'm off my parents' Netflix account too. So. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So like I don't pay for the Netflix or the Disney Plus. I'm just going to throw that one out there. Um, so it's an expense though. Mm-hmm. And like honestly, I think if I didn't have access to it, I don't think I would um, mm-hmm. get my own. I don't know. I think ever since getting Crave, if for some odd reason my Netflix like disappeared and, you know, I got kicked off the parent Netflix, I don't think I would get Netflix again unless something very specific was coming out that I wanted to watch. 
Yeah. Like I think if I had to pick one to get, I think it would honestly be Disney+. Plus. Mm, it does have those good classics on there. Yeah. And not not just for like the Disney content, but because it also has so many other networks. Like mm-hmm. Simpsons are on there, which is, you know, iconic in my family. Um, then there's Star Network. And I haven't really explored a lot of those TV shows yet, but I've heard really good things about them. Mm-hmm. Um, I just feel like for any age, there's a lot of content on there. That's true. That's true. Yeah, like Crave is very like HBO centric and a lot of those are not appropriate for the whole family. That's true. So, yeah. <laughs> yeah, it's a it's a good point. All right, shall we get into it? You want to go yeah. first? Um How about you go first? Okay. I'm like, which one do I want to start with first? Um so we just recently finished watching it. And this show really stressed me out. And it's on Crave, HBO, and it's Euphoria. Oh, see, so many people are talking about this show and I like have never watched it. I know. I put it off for a long time, but I've been kind of interested in seeing it. Um, I think it's really fun. Like it's uh, like eight, nine episodes per season and it kind of goes fairly quickly. Um, Zendaya, literally fantastic in that role like I've seen her in a lot of stuff and I haven't really enjoyed her acting but she really brings it with her character Rue um so it's like it's good fun if you want like a nice character-based drama uh the one thing though I would say is they are not the best at character development that I've noticed like they're really great um with one or two characters that giving them a really good backstory but do you know, um, we've had a few conversations about a show we've been watching recently where, you know, when sometimes it feels like they skipped a scene? Yes. That happens a lot in this show. And I don't know if it's just like, because it's HBO, I don't know if it's like an HBO writer's thing, but one second we're over here and then the next second, like something crazy is happening over here. And I'm like, oh, how did we get here? I feel like this wouldn't just happen. So that's my main complaint with that show um but really it's just made me stressed out for having teenagers if that's what having teenagers is like in this day and age so yeah you should you should check it out one time it yeah might i'll have to you so out, though. so on this show like who is the audience like it's obviously like a more i think it's it's in a pretty r-rated show isn't it yeah like i would think that it's catering to like young adults okay like i i would say it's Maybe like you could watch it when you're like 17, 18, but even then like it's quite a lot. Um, And that's like the – I enjoy it a lot as like a young adult because they tackle a lot of young adult themes um, and like various like difficult moments that you can go through as a young person. Um, One thing I would have liked to see it done differently is if they just set it in college. Because a lot of it seems like stuff that would not be happening to high school students. You know, like, yeah, I have an issue with a lot of TV shows because, like, this has been a problem for pretty much since Dawson's Creek came out. Like, it's, Mm -hmm. it's always set in the high school scene. Yet, okay, one, all the actors are young adults, like, they're between Mm -hmm. 20 and 30 years old, maybe older. And they're dealing with problems that really are for adults. Mm-hmm. Yeah, for some reason they keep putting them in high school, and I just don't understand. And like, they never do homework. 
they never do homework. There's never any parents. And I just don't understand. Like maybe there's a, a Hollywood reason for this that I just don't know about it. That like, why don't they ever put it in a university setting? Why is it always high school? I like, I just, I don't understand. And it always like a lot of those shows too. And like, this is just, I, I have a lot of issues with kind of how like sexuality and stuff is represented in Hollywood. Mm-hmm. But why is there such a thing about like making them high school students and then making them like have sex with each other? It's like, yeah. why, why are we watching quote unquote 16 year olds? You know, it just seems a little weird. It like, does. I don't like that. I don't like that about shows in general. It's just like, this shouldn't be something that you're like, yeah, look how cool this is. It's just like, that's weird. That's weird. Just put them in like second year university and then it's a lot less weird, you know? Yeah. Like, I just, yeah. I, I don't know. There there must be a reason why they don't age these characters up or like just move mm-hmm. the, the plot a few years. I don't know. We got, yeah. If someone knows. Can you like tell us? Like, is there like a reason why they keep going for high school? And I wonder if it's because high school is more of a contained world than college is. Like, kind of in college, if like your friend group isn't working out, you just go to another one. Where with high school and stuff, especially in small towns, like that's kind of your your situation that yeah. you're in. So it can. I think it can like. And I'm really stretching here, make it more believable that people would stick around while this stuff is going on. Right. Like you know? you're kind of stuck in high school. That's true. Yeah. Like um, you're stuck in that scenario. Yeah. Like my thought line was going a little bit more back to One Tree Hill, where mm-hmm. um, like there were a lot of like problematic writers and showrunners mm-hmm. and people yeah. on that show. And this is kind of getting a little bit more like on the misogyny side where it was kind of like the fantasy yeah. to have younger people acting out these adult roles. And sorry, by younger people, I mean like the characters themselves, not the actors. Yeah, um, they're pretending that these are like 15-year-olds. Yes. Um, I 100% agree with you. I was just trying to find like a less gross <laughs> reason. <laughs> yeah. like, And I hate that that's where it kind of goes, but like that, that is just the reality of um, – mm-hmm. TV shows in the past, right? Like, and now that we have yeah. all these podcasts coming out, like Drama Queens, I think we've brought this up like 50 million times. Um, they're really shining a light on these storylines of just being mm-hmm. like, huh, yeah, that was someone's fantasy to to have like this sex scene or like, you know, this is what a man thinks. Like a woman's just going to stand in a basketball court naked and yeah. have two basketballs over her boobs. Yeah. Like <laughs> well, that's kind of the, the reality. Thing. The reality is out the window and this is where like the fantasy portion comes in and I don't know, I just And I, that, that is the I hate thing how many about- shows like have the high school perspective. That's all I'm trying to say. Yeah. And I know, oh my god, we like put this episode out of being like here's TV shows you should watch. <laughs> now we're having an in-depth conversation of like why they're all perverts. <laughs> yeah, but the kind of like going to what you were just saying, I'm pretty sure Euphoria was created by a man Mm -hmm. and the main girls are very hyper sexualized. Yeah. And yeah. So, but kind of like a weird disguise where it's like, oh, they're hyper sexualized to like show the issues of the time. And I'm like, I don't buy that. Yeah. 
you're just kind of creepy. But I remember you know. being awkward AF in high school. Well, that's the thing. Is like they're, they're <laughs> and, going and around. Pretty much everyone else around me too was also awkward I as fuck. Know. Like they're going around and they're like hooking up with all these people and like having so much sex. And I'm like, I couldn't even like talk to a man, a boy until like honestly when I was 20. Like I was about to say like when I went to university, but let me tell you, the first two years, not great. Was not great at talking to guys. So I don't know. I don't know what world <laughs> these creators think teenagers live in <laughs> and they're it's, like yeah. it's fantasy it's a fantasy world and we're like what and then like there's like one storyline like i'm just like slowly finding out did i like euphoria as much as i like kind of thought i did or did the internet tell tell me i liked it i was but just thinking are whole, you having like a realization and you're now I'm like talking about it you're like oh <laughs> i know I'm like, I actually have a lot of differing views about Euphoria from like the popular opinions. And I'm like, oh, I can't like say that because people will attack me. Um, But they had this whole storyline where like one of the girls literally like moved in with her boyfriend. Yeah. And his parents were living in the house and they were chill with that. And so was her mom. And I'm like, first of all, why did you even move in to this guy's house? Like there was no motivation for it. She, he was just like, "You'll come stay with me from now on." And I was just like, "What?" And, Do some and what, homework. What parent is chill with this? Apparently, all of them. Oh God, make it make sense. I yeah, I just like do some homework. Like you guys, they're talking about college, and I'm like, none of you are getting into college. None of you. Because no. you haven't done a single piece of homework. So, no. do, you, do they even go to class or do they just live in the hallways? I, I, they're not even in the hallways half the time. They went to a school dance once. Oh. Yeah. So, you know, they have been on school property, but in class, unsure. So, right. uh, yeah. So, do with that what you will. Do with that. Right. I'm not. I'm not entirely sure if I just enticed anybody into. This, <laughs> I feel but. like you just turned everyone off the show. You should really watch it. But like, here is everything wrong with it. Okay, what do you well, like about really, this show? I feel like we need to turn this around. What do you like about watching that show? Really, this is just a what we're currently watching. Okay, so I'm just expressing my feelings. Um, like I said, uh, Zendaya's performance is incredible. Mm-hmm. Um, I think they handle the topic of addiction very well from what I understand of it and um, like her performance is incredible and I think too they just um, while I think a lot of the themes are a bit too adult for high school students I do think that they handle um, a lot of topics of various traumas that you can experience um, without shying away from it but they don't glamorize the act of it you know so like they had a whole plot line at the end of season one about uh, one of the girls accidentally getting pregnant and needing an abortion. Right. Right. And instead of being like, oh, she needed an abortion, uh, she got one and then cut to next year, everything's fine. Like they kind of went through that storyline and showed what the process she went through was. Mm-hmm. So I thought, I think um, that's what I like about it is they dive into the reality of those situations. Yeah, that's so. good because one thing about TV shows I find a lot, they're always just like, oh, are you going to keep it? Are you going to have an abortion? And they're like, oh, I'm going to go for an abortion. And then in the end, they end up keeping it and you're like, mm-hmm. 
why why is it always the same story? Like this is not the reality yeah. of the world. Um, yeah. <laughs> see see all of our previous episodes that have yes been on abortion. So well, I think they I'm did. I'm glad really- like they finally did it. Like a show finally took that on and said, like, no, no, like they followed with, yeah, followed through with the abortion, and we're gonna explore See that it. a little bit more. Um, well, they kind of like showed showed it too, like the oh, process. Cool. Cool. Um, and I think that they just did it in a really um, graceful way, where they showed the complexity of like her feelings towards it, yeah, and stuff, but that she was still deciding to go through it, and just because she was deciding to go through it doesn't mean she didn't have hard feelings about it. Yeah. So okay. I really like that's what I like about it is it doesn't shy away from reality. Okay. So good show, just wish it wasn't set in high school. Yes. Like if it was set in third year university, I would have no complaints. Perfect. Okay. Yes. All right. What's yours? Okay. Mine is kind of along the same lines of this. Now, this is a show I actually just watched over the last week. So it's mm-hmm. this is a good show if you want to watch like I, like just a couple episodes. A, like mm-hmm. a night. Mm-hmm. Um, I was actually being really good and watching one a night. Mm-hmm. And um, there's only 10. So it's like super quick to get through. But the episodes themselves, like they, they're they like an hour long. So like you kind of feel like you've really covered a lot in one episode. Yep. And that TV show is Tiny Pretty Things. I actually really liked that show. Yeah, I know you. I I didn't know that you had watched the show, so I'm kind of glad that you did. Um, Mm -hmm. So, just a little synopsis like, it follows the world of an elite ballet academy, Mm -hmm. and it's kind of like a a really like a lot of animosity, you know. um, In this synopsis here, it actually says young adults. It's also set in high school, which was like, really? (laughs) It should have just been in college. Yeah, because, like, honestly, they never were in class. Like, they could have just said, like, this is a post high school like academy, mm-hmm. you know, like it's separate from the high school world. I kind of wish they they did that, but whatever, you know, Hollywood is stuck in, in the past there. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. But it like takes place in Chicago and um, like all the, the students, they're just kind of like forced in to themselves and 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 it's a very toxic show. Like every yeah. single character is toxic. Um, they're all out to be like the best themselves and they will tear like other people down. Um, Mm -hmm. and I'm really not giving anything away here, but like the opening scene is the star ballerina being pushed from the top of a building. And I'm sorry, Mm -hmm. it's not a spoiler guys, not at all. Like it literally tells you that. It really starts like that. (laughs) Literally like starts with that when you read the description of the TV show and the opening scene. Um, so it's very much like one of those like mystery whodunit shows. Mm-hmm. And like all of these characters, like they're all toxic, yet they try to be good, yet they yep. have their own demons that they're trying to fight. Mm-hmm. And it was it was really like just interesting to watch. Like I just kind of wanted to see like how it played out. And, you know, they had storylines outside of the, you know, who pushed the girl mm-hmm. that they explored. And like everyone that kind of came from like messed up backgrounds and had to deal with like their parents or like they had um, kind of like I, I kind of want to put like a PSA on here, but like eating disorders or mm-hmm. like dealing with a lot of different things. Mm-hmm. Um, and it kind of threw in that like high intensity world of, of ballet and dance. Mm-hmm. And like, I don't know if I've ever said this on the show, but like if I didn't ride horses, 
I wanted to be a dancer. Oh, I'm fascinated by ballet. Oh my God. Like I, you could put me in front of any dance show and I'm like here for it. I just I love obsessed. watching dance and like it makes me want to dance. Mm-hmm. Um, so like that's kind of what drawed me into the show originally, but then the storyline made me stay. And I do have to say like the actors themselves are like beautiful. They're great. Mm-hmm. Some of the dialogue that they had to say Yes. Is a little like you're like you get taken out of it a little mm-hmm. bit or like when you think about what they actually said, you're like no normal person would say that. Um, yeah. It and works for the show, you know, to for quite a few of them. Like I'm pretty sure all of the actors are actual like professional ballet dancers. Yeah, they are. Like oh. I was looking into each actor and like one yeah. is an acrobat. The other one's like they all dance, which was yeah, pretty so awesome. I think it was kind of like they're dancers first, actors second, a bit second. Yeah. So there were some of them that like, you know, they were incredible dancers, but their acting wasn't quite there, especially with some of the writing. Yeah. But like I think if they had works. like excellent, it's very excellent. Campy. Yeah. Like if they had excellent, excellent writing, mm-hmm. I think like they, it would have been seamless. Yeah. But for someone who's not like a trained actor who mm-hmm. can kind of like work through some writing that's not so great. Mm-hmm. I, it felt like a little like stalled there, but like the storyline itself is awesome. Um, forewarning, there is a lot of sex in this show, explicit sex. About high school students. About Again, high like, school why? students, which like I was just trying to think like, you know what? No, like they're, they're, in, they're adults. Like they're not 16. They're all adults. Um, so there is a lot of sex in this show and you get the whole sex scene. Um mm-hmm. At, at one point, I was just like, okay, okay. Like, and I, I like literally fast forward. I'm like, we don't need three minutes of, of sex. <laughs> it's fine. <laughs> like, come on. Let's keep the story moving. But it's just like, oh, yes, yeah, we see you all have beautiful bodies, okay? Like, you're all very hot. Um, it wasn't like Game of Thrones where they were doing, like, important dialogue during, during the scenes. During it was the, just three no. minutes long. <laughs> no, no. They were just literally, like, having sex. And, like, everyone has sex with everyone else. Um which I'm just like, okay, cool, awesome. Cool. Love, I'm like, why are you all having revenge sex? But it's fine. Um, but the one thing about this show, like it's it's a sexy show. Like in its entirety, it's a sexy show. And it's fun to watch a sexy show some, sometimes, right? Like even if it's kind of campy. a little flustered. Oh my God. Like I don't know. Like I was just kind of watching. I was like, yeah, like this is like, I don't know. Like I was just like, this is fun to watch. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, I think like people get it. Like when you find that, like, just like campy, sexy show, you're like, this is trash and I love it. Yeah. So that is love it. tiny, pretty things. It's on Netflix. 10 out of 10. I, I really enjoyed it. I don't yeah. know if it ever got renewed for season two. No, but it no and that was the sad thing. So I saw that it was 10 episodes and I thought it was like a limited series. So I was like, great. Cause I, I hate not having a completed story. Um, mm-hmm. I do have to give this show credit because when I got to the last episode, I was really worried that um, – because by that point, like, I knew that season two had not been renewed. So I was kind of worried, like, oh, no, like, are they going to finish the story? Yeah. And they actually did. Like, there were a few things that were a cliffhanger, but, like, not enough to be, like, oh, like, I'm annoyed. Like, I don't know what's happening here. Mm-hmm. They actually did finish the story, and then the very last scene was like the new story about to start. 
And even though you were kind of like, oh, I wish like I could watch that, you were okay. You know, it was just like, okay, like at least I had all of my questions answered for this season. Yeah. So I do applaud like writers for that. Like they did at least tie up those loose ends. And it's almost like they wrote it, which I feel like more, I don't know, I guess there's a fine line. I am not a a writer um, of keeping the audience intrigued for the next season. Yet there's such a high, like so many shows are never renewed for a second season that many of them will like go off the edge and you don't get any answers. Mm -hmm. So I really did appreciate that they wrapped up the show and it was just like, okay, if there's a second season, that would be a bonus. And we'd like stay with these characters because they're all like very fascinating characters. Like I was really into every single one of them and, Mm -hmm. and really fascinated by their stories. I agree. I I remember I really, really liked that show. So go watch it, guys. Yes, definitely go watch it. Okay, what's your next show? So they're not like specific shows, but I do have like – they're in the same genre. And um, I've been getting really into rock climbing documentaries. Oh, my God. Are you watching the ones on on YouTube? Uh, I have watched a few of them because okay. I'll watch them with my boyfriend. Uh, so I do know like some of like the cool – like professional rock climbers now, mm-hmm. but uh, they're both actually one is on Netflix. But um, there's been two that we watched. We watched one called The Dawn Wall, and then we also watched Free Solo, which I think a lot of people know about because it won an Oscar a few years back. And let me tell you, that stuff is fascinating. Just like understanding how their brains work, because like with um both of those uh, documentaries that are all set in the Yosemite mm-hmm. um, and they all have to do with the El Cap wall. So one of them um, was basically the Don Wall, which have you seen like a picture of that Yosemite mountain? It's like the, you mm-hmm. know, it's kind of like the background <laughs> on a lot of like Dell computers and stuff. Yeah, yeah. You know what I'm talking about? So that the Don Wall had never been climbed before because just it didn't really have um, like the holds for it. Like it was basically just sheer rock. Uh, So the Don Wall documentary was all about a professional rock climber um, named Tommy Caldwell, who he climbed it for the first time. So he's the one that like bolted that, like essentially ascended that route for the first time. Okay. And Free Solo was um, the first uh, is, uh, what's his name again? Alex Honnold. And he... um, free solid, which is basically free climbing on your own, um, the, a route on El Cap. And he was the first person to do that as well. And just like the sheer amount of planning that it takes for them to do something like that. Like, I'm pretty sure both of them were working on those projects for like a year or two at least so that they could actually go do it. So like, there's a whole lot of, you know, like them studying, different areas of the wall to figure out how they were going to do it ahead of time that it's like they memorize how to progress and how like you know your hand goes here and your foot goes here to actually make it through because they're such difficult climbs um so I like if you guys are kind of like into like wildernessy like sporty type of documentaries definitely go check it out but also just to like 
under like to like I find um things in the wilderness like diving, mountaineering, rock climbing and stuff when people get like really into it like professionally, I always am kind of like but why? Cuz a lot of those things really freak me out. Oh, so I it's think it's absolutely to- terrifying. Like yeah. When like, they just go like free why? climbing and I'm like, you know, you could fall, right? Like it's just everything well, in the body I mean. saying no. <laughs> it's- I know. Well, that's the thing is like in free solo, they have a whole section where he literally gets an MRI because people kept asking him like, is something different in this guy's brain? And like, I can't remember which area exactly, but like apparently he just doesn't experience fear in the same way. That's crazy. That most people do. Like he just doesn't. That's like is that like you're born that way or is it conditioned? I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I I feel like maybe you have to be born that way because your brain overrides so much, and especially like the older that you get, the stronger that is. I find. I know, and like you know, he goes and studies the root to get it to a point where he knows it so well that he's like, oh yeah, it's not as risky anymore. So I'm comfortable doing it. And I'm like, to me, that's always high risk. Yeah. <laughs> like, yeah. what if you just had a bad day and you slipped? Yeah. So um, <laughs> the yeah, risk is like, never zero on that. <laughs> never. So it's a very like, I don't, it's just so interesting to, because like, that's like literally their profession. That's what they do all the time. And it's just very interesting to see how they do it. Um, and their th- thought processes behind it. So yeah, if you guys are interested in stuff like that, definitely check those two out because, man. And also check out the other ones on YouTube because there's like never-ending content about rock Yeah, I actually ended up watching some on YouTube. And I think like, I don't know if the computer was listening to you and I having a conversation when you first started rock climbing because all of a mm-hmm. sudden I had like dozens of rock climbing videos and documentaries <laughs> show up on the YouTube algorithm. And I was like... You- well, that's creepy. Um, my boyfriend and I have not been watching anything remotely related to rock climbing. Uh, <laughs> but I did end up like, you know, when like you're just kind of like trying to go to sleep and you throw YouTube on and just let it go. Um, yeah. I ended up having like one of the rock climbing ones come on and it was really fascinating because it mm-hmm. was all about the controversy between rock climbers and mm. how some people had like – it was like – I. Okay, you you would know this more than more, more than I would, but there's like a rating system, and yep. it's quite complicated on how they rate different paths and different mountains mm-hmm. on their mm-hmm. difficulty. Um, and so there was this one guy who was like rating things really difficult mm-hmm. and saying like, "Oh, like I climbed, I don't know, an eight A. I'm probably off on that that rating." Yeah. Um, and then all these people were like trying to challenge it. And then this guy was also being like disrespectful to a route where mm. like the the local like tribal communities like did not want people on their mountain. Oh, and like okay. he would go climb it anyway. And he put, um, are they called holds? Like where you would clip onto uh, and like put your I don't know what bolts. it's called. There he would be bolting. Yeah, yeah. So that he was bolting and the. The community was just like, no, we do not want this on the mountain. Like, we do not want people climbing this mountain. We want it to stay natural. Um, and so he would go up and, and put bolts in, and then someone else would go up and like take them all down again. Hmm. So it was kind of crazy. Um, it 
like some of the interesting. Yeah, I'll have to find that channel for you. But it was like really crazy, just like how pissed off people got at this one climber. You know, you don't like. There's a lot of rock climbing politics, you know. Yeah, I mean yeah, that like, is really it, bad. It was like, just something I had never thought about in my whole life. But there is mm-hmm. rock climbing politics. There's like rock, there's like faux pas and stuff like yeah. things you just don't do. Yeah, it's really interesting. Yeah, yeah. So it was like all about this guy who like broke all the rules, and mm. people were mad. I would be mad too. Yeah, gotta listen to the the people. <laughs> yeah, gotta listen to the locals. Come on. So yeah, ten out of ten. Love a good rock climbing documentary. Love it. Gonna ha- and mm-hmm. and I think like watching sports documentaries in general. Mm-hmm. You know. Um, I like, okay, not too many documentaries come out about horse things, but we can only hope (laughs) when they do, when they do, I am the first one to watch them, but I really do Mm -hmm. actually enjoy watching like other sport documentaries because I like, especially like Mm -hmm. dance, gymnastics, like anything where the bot, the human body is being pushed to the limits. Mm -hmm. I'm like in awe. I am in awe of these people and I want to learn like everything about it. Even though, like, it might be something I would never yeah. do. Honestly, my favorite documentary series, like, a few years back was the Cheer docuseries. I don't know oh, if you ever watched that, but it was yeah. so good. So yeah, but good. there was another one as that. well. <laughs> oh, what was the other one? I don't know if it was called, like, Cheer Squad, but it was uh, it was about the, um, the Great White Shark team. And they had won, like, Worlds multiple oh. times. I don't think I ever saw that. Yeah, it was on Netflix. It probably still is. I will I'll have to find the name. Um, but it was also on when everyone was talking about cheer. Mm-hmm. And like we all just kind of went through a cheerleading phase and I loved it. It was such a good time. Yeah, yeah. So such that one it time. wasn't like the the cheer one, but it was a very similar one that just followed a different team. Yeah. Honestly, my toxic trait with all of these types of things is watching like people that are really amazing at their craft that they make it look easy. And I'm like, I could do that. Right. But that's no, the thing. Like they they make it so effortless because they're so strong and so good that it looks easy, but like you know it's not. Like that's the thing is watching um like pro rock climbers like do yeah. really, really like some of the toughest routes in the world. Mm-hmm. They make it look easy. But like even they are like screaming while yeah. they're doing it because it's so hard that I'm like, I would probably put my hand on it on the first hold and fall off. Yeah. Well, and that's what I found the dance TV show like really fascinating because it was like ballet. So it's like so powerful and graceful all at the same time. Yet the show mm-hmm. like really talked about how like broken their bodies were. Yeah. And like like the one girl, you know, like she's just like, yeah, I lost my toenail. Like, you know, it's just – Yeah. Like just – and you like you saw her feet and she was dancing on like a fractured foot. Um, mm-hmm. and, and had And to, you like, have to. Yeah. Because otherwise people kind of – Like, like you have forgotten. to keep going. Yeah. You're yeah. literally forgotten and like you don't get the lead. And so it was just kind of crazy. And then it was just like, oh, your flexibility. Like you push your body as far as you can until like it – it, your body pushes back. Yeah. So it was just oh, – it's so crazy. People in sports. I love the sports, man. So good. Yes, same. All right. You you go. You All go right. The next my, one. my next TV show – oh, God. It's another high school show. But 
this one has some redeeming qualities. Uh, okay. So it's Never Have I Ever. Never seen that. Yeah. So it's on Netflix and there's actually it. three seasons out right now. And the this is like your binging show. All right. So if you want to okay. binge something, I literally watch a season in an evening because the, the episodes are like 30 minutes, yet they're so good. And it's because it has incredible writing and the uh, writer behind it is uh, Mindy Kaling. And so she has been in The Office. She had her own show, Mindy, which I loved. I was obsessed with that show. She mm-hmm. is so funny and really brings through like the female experience. Um, mm-hmm. So the show itself centers around um, a high schooler. She's 15 years old. Her name is uh, Davy, And she's like this Indian-American girl. She lives in L.A., And um, this is not a spoiler, but her father died very suddenly when she was in her uh, freshman year of high school. And she goes through like extreme psychological trauma for this. And um, she comes back to school for her, her, uh, was it sophomore year in in the States, second year? We don't use that up in Canada. Um, So she comes back. And she has this like will to like change her social status and be popular and like try and date like the hottest guy in school. And it's just like a series of like her wins and failures and struggles as a teenager and explores her friends as well. Um, It's just such a good show. And I absolutely love like like they get into – her trying to like, you know, honor her family and her culture, but then also trying to be mm-hmm. just a high school girl. And this is this is the kind of show like that works in high school setting. Yeah. Because like, yes, there's talk of sex, but it's not everyone is like out there having sex. Like it's like a lot of people mm-hmm. being like, you know, oh, like um, you know, we're all virgins right now, but like by the end of the year, who won't be? And it's just a lot of joking around that and literally like, oh my God, a first kiss, you know, like it Mm -hmm. it really brings back to what high school is actually like, you know, like they're struggling with their grades, they have rivalries and, you know, crushes on boys. And then they're like completely embarrassed, you know, like it, it just really, like I find watching this show, you can relate so much because we've all been there and mm-hmm. like had, you know, your mother embarrass you in front of everyone or had like a situation that happened or, you know, uh, got part of like a texting ring and had like a bully or they're like the mean girls there or like, you know, you had a crush and he found out that you had a crush on him. It's just – Oh, my God. Like the worst thing to happen. Yes. Yes. So it's just all in this show. So I highly recommend like if you're going to watch like any of the t- shows I talk about tonight, this is the one to watch. Um, like I said, there are three seasons currently. You could watch it in three days or less. Uh, mm-hmm. The n- fourth season comes out probably like this time next year and that will be the final season. So – that will be all of her like years of high school that they've covered. So mm-hmm. it's just so good. Highly recommend it. The writing is fantastic. The comedic timing is perfect. And I want to share 
my favorite character. It's okay. Trent. And when you nice. watch the show, you will understand why. Because he just makes me laugh. Like, <laughs> like laugh out loud. And I don't laugh out loud when I'm watching a TV show. But this character, he's kind of portrayed as like the jockey dumb guy. Mm -hmm. The things he say are so insightful. <laughs> and it's in this like... <laughs> this like really dumb jock guy way <laughs> it's oh just gosh. it's brilliant honestly it's a brilliant show i can this is like an 11 out of 10 all right well yes. we'll have to check it out i've seen it on netflix like a few times so we'll have to give it a shot yeah and what's great about this one is like there there are like currently three se seasons out so there's some you can content go for a while. Yeah, like there's a bit of content there for you to enjoy because it is a stretch between the seasons and like it's not like a show like I miss when it's not mm -hmm. on, but when it I see like the next season come up, I'm like I'm sitting down and watching this. Like it's yeah. it's so good. Nice. Yeah. All right. Shall I go into my last one? Go for it. All right. So unfortunately, this is not a great binging show because it's one of those ones that comes out every week. Mm -hmm. which works for it, but, you know, hurts my heart a little bit. And, um, you know, don't call me basic, but it is the House of, Dra of the Dragon. You know what, girl? Been, we're, we're all watching it. Let's be honest. House of the Dragon. Oh, my God. I honestly, there's some things about it that I will admit. I'm like, maybe you should have slowed down the time jumps a bit. Mm -hmm. I know. I, I am kind of sad. Oh, my that, God. And, like, I think but, most people know, like, there are two lead actors playing yes. the main character. Yes. Um, and like I I was not ready to say goodbye to the younger version yet. Like she no. is a brilliant actor. I, was, I wasn't even prepared to say goodbye to the younger version of Allison because she's also done oh my God. a phenomenal yeah, like, job. Yeah, like those two women are brilliant. And I know like they're very young in their careers and I just hope nothing but the best for them. Honestly, like I'm pretty sure for like um, – I don't know so much about like – I think her name's Emily Carey who plays Allison, but yeah. Millie Alcock, I'm pretty sure that's like her first role. It is. Or amongst her first ones. And I'm like, girl, like you were going to kill it. What a breakout role. Like Honestly. I don't I don't know how you – She just can, struck can do gold. Better. How, how do you do better? Like you're on a runaway hit show, which mm -hmm. was like even if it wasn't good, there was the audience there to watch it. Regardless, exactly, but exactly. So her acting I, ability is like incredible, like better than some of the great Game of Thrones acting. Mm -hmm. And I think like when it was first announced that they were gonna have the two, uh, like the time jump where they switch actors, I was kind of like, eh, okay, sure, that's fine, I don't really care. But then I saw the two girls in the roles. <laughs> And I was I just like, no. Yeah. Why did I, you do that? I do wish they finished the season with them. Mm -hmm. And it, like more crown, like the crown style. Yeah. Where like one actor gets so many seasons for that era. Mm -hmm. And then the next one takes over and it's like a new era. Yeah. I kind of wish that happened. But yeah. like season one of House of the Dragon has been like very oh. time jumpy. <laughs> It's been I it's been phenomenal, also very time jumpy. But like I have been listening to, you know, my favorite podcast, Nerd Soup, mm -hmm. uh, and listening to their reviews of it. And they are like explaining like 
the kind of like them being in the roles, it's basically like a very long prologue and set up for mm-hmm. everything that's going to be happening. And I'm like, you know what? In Game of Thrones, we spent whole season traveling from one spot to the other. Let's just make the whole season a prologue. Thank you. You know, in yeah. Game of Thrones season one, we got to like the main plot point in episode nine. <laughs> it was Pretty all much. set up until there. It was yeah. all set up. Yeah. So I think um, I've been really enjoying it. Other Like the time jump stuff. I think um, if I didn't like those two actors as much as I do, I probably wouldn't care as much as I do, but I wish we had more time with them. Yeah. But I would say that, you know, after uh, like I would say that whoever they have writing right now has done a good job of capturing the political game playing Mm -hmm. that made the original Game of Thrones so great. Yeah, and, and I, I think they've been doing of, a really good job. Yeah, and I find there's a lot of parallels as well between like um, characters that appeared in the original series and now in this series. Mm-hmm. So it'll be interesting to see how they handle that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We'll no. have to see. That's a like, good I'm show. Kind of, I'm kind of glad it's it's been pretty enjoyable, and um, it's just nice to go back to that world that was very like, you know, Game of Thrones kind of took over the pop culture for however long it was on, but then it kind of went out in burning flames. Yes. Um, It's nice to see it recapture the love and attention of that fandom Mm -hmm. and even bring new viewers in who are like interested in this kind of stuff. So I'm very interested to see how it unfolds and – while I am sad that the two girls have uh, now left the show to make room for the older iterations of their characters, I've only heard great things about those two actresses. So I'm interested to see what they do in the older, more mature perspectives of these characters. Yeah. And I, I think this is a good show because um, I, I was actually just talking to a friend about it this evening. Uh, we were talking about what, what we're watching and she had not watched game of thrones like she's just like you know i honestly mm-hmm. like gave it a shot just couldn't get into it and i i understand yeah. that for season one like that was really a cult following and mm-hmm. then it became huge and people would go back and watch but like it, it's a bit, a bit of a marathon to get through the first couple seasons like mm-hmm. i know i needed it ex- explained to me um mm-hmm. but i find with this show even if you never watched game of thrones you can watch this one and yeah. and and understand what's happening like i it's not yeah. something where you need to watch through all of game of thrones then watch this one um you could just start watching this one and like yeah you might miss some of the little subtle hints that like the got people know about but really mm-hmm. like alone it it stands right yes it does yeah yeah and i think um it's definitely an easier viewing experience for viewers who are sensitive towards sex, sexual violence. So far, so far, I have a lot to say about the sexual (laughs) violence issues in the original Game of Thrones. Do not get me started. It was so annoying and made me very angry. And just violence in general. It's just, um, (laughs) they really went hard in the first episode. They were like, boom, violence. And then they're kind of, there hasn't been that much of it lately, but I'm sure it's coming. But like when it just comes to the sex 
side, everything I've seen so far hasn't been um, like, you know, with Rhaenyra. She's kind of like taking control of her situation. Yeah, it's definitely like a show where uh, it's kind of the fight of queens, you know? Yeah. And I'm and the sex is a lot more subtle. Um, mm-hmm. and there's more of that comparison to like for okay, for that period of time, like the woman's duty as a wife versus mm-hmm. what a woman actually wants. And I thought yes, they did a which really I'm, brilliant job of of showing that. Yes, and I actually like quite enjoyed that. Um, you know. I feel like a lot of our listeners probably are watching this and they know where where we're going. But like, I think that they kind of handled that well because in the original Game of Thrones, sex was always, um, you know, it was very male gazy. It was very male gazy and it was always a weapon used against the women until like, you know, Daenerys kind of took some control of her situation in later seasons. Mm -hmm. But it was always like really like um, using it against especially like the young women. Yes. in the show that it was very nice to see like a young female character in this world be like this is what I want to do mm-hmm. so I'm gonna go do it so I just I think they're handling it in a more respectful and uh just less male gaze and violent way yeah yeah like I don't know maybe they let some some women into the writer's room which is like, yeah needed on every tv show yeah, maybe they like, you know, listen to the woman who's like, yeah, don't put in gratuitous sexual assault scenes. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I'm looking at you, season six, or was it season five? Either season five or season six of Game of Thrones. I'm looking at you. Thank you. <laughs> I'm looking at all of you seasons there. <laughs> Honestly, like basically season, all of them up until like season seven, because then it just was a weird show. Yeah. Yeah, and like just okay, this is a little tongue in cheek here, but um if you are watching House of the Dragon, um watch the artwork on the walls. Really? That's all I'm going to say. Just when you're watching, look look at the walls of of the background scene. It's a little joke in the um art department on this show and I think it was also the same in in Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. Um, but okay, like it comes out, we're, we're recording this on a Saturday, but, um, so it's going to air tomorrow. Mm-hmm. Just, just, just watch for the artwork. That's all I'm going to say. And then talk to me Monday. <laughs> Are you telling me or can you just like tell me? <laughs> no, no, I'm telling everyone do that. Oh my God. Just, just watch it. What is it? Watch it. I'm oh not going to tell you. You have to wait. Okay. Sounds good. <laughs> You're, like, so the pissed. You're so pissed. <laughs> I really want to know. <laughs> now I'm like, you Jesus. have literally 24 hours. That's a long time. You know how impatient I am. I know you are, but you'll you'll laugh. You will laugh when okay. when you see it. Um, okay. Also, like, can we just like talk about the fact that like Instagram? Right oh now- my god, that's exactly where I was just gonna. Go. I'm like, I am honestly like living for the memes of this show Same. more than the like, show. I miss. I miss the Game of Thrones memes. Like, yeah. that's just its whole, whole own thing. But, like, let's just talk about how much everybody is thirsting over Damon. And I'm like, that's a toxic man. That is a very toxic man. 
But everybody's just like, oh, my God, he's so hot. And it's just like, you know what? You're right. But also, like, maybe not. Maybe not. Also like, problematic. We can, be like, we can be like, yeah, he's hot when he got his hair cut. But, like, he's also a problem. Yes. But I am definitely living for the memes. They're hilarious. <laughs> like, I am not disappointed at all. No. They've been – They've been nice. Yeah. Just honestly, like every meme about Viserys just being like completely flabbergasted and done with everything that's going on around him <laughs> is like me. Like I honestly, like my entire life, I just need Viserys reaction gifts for I, everything. I would just be like so happy for that and like i love that the one where he's just like i just want to play with my lego set okay <laughs> so done with this job so done with the job <laughs> oh and I, my my other ones are just like um it was like i think it was like a spongebob meme where it's like the fish that's bursting open the doors where it's like damon walking into the throne room after being exiled in the last episode <laughs> yeah i just saw like a garfield one and i guess it, like it, it kind of iconic in the in the running gag of that cartoon, um, there's like a sign of like no Garfield and he walks by and goes like, huh, wonder who that's for. <laughs> and they, just, they put it as Damon. Oh my God. Oh, it's I love just that. been, it's been so good. And like, love it. I am just not disappointed at all. Me neither. And I'm loving like, you know, I missed, I missed the nerd soup Game of Thrones reviews. Yeah. No, I, I've been enjoying I them. honestly have not watched any reviews of of this show like i think i might wait just go back when it's over yeah like just kind of relating back to a a few episodes ago where we were talking about enjoying things for what they are Mm -hmm. um i just kind of want to watch it just to watch it and have like my own opinion my own feelings in the moment Mm -hmm. and then i think i'll go back and be like okay like what were the nitty-gritty details of this stuff Mm mm-hmm Mm-hmm. So yeah, I think I'm gonna give House of the Dragon a 9.5 out of 10. The 0.5 is just because I wish that they were a bit less time jumpy with Emily Carey and Millie Alcock. Yes, and it did um, feel like sometimes a scene was missing, like the Euphoria thing. I think yeah. it's an HBO thing. I think it is. Like, because I know that this one scene was filmed because there's pictures of it. Mm-hmm. Actually, there's a couple. There's a couple scenes that like they filmed it and then it just, I guess, I don't know, ended up on the cutting room floor. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm just like, I feel like we needed that. Like, I know you have time constraints, but we really could have used that one scene <laughs> just, yeah. to, just to close the bridge. Like, you know, like mm-hmm. there's a bit of a gap. We needed to bridge the gap of, of what happened. Yeah. Well, I also, I do understand too, because that decision to do the time jump and have the two different actors and stuff was done before, would have been done way before like filming actually started. And they probably like, they were both, I'm pretty sure they're both relatively new actresses. They probably did not know they had lightning in a bottle like that until it was too late, you know? Yeah. Yeah. I I could definitely see that. They're just like, okay, we just got to like get the first few stories out here and then we'll get like the big actors in but like damn we're, we're missing like, out <laughs> it was an opportunity that we've missed 
Yeah. Well, I think I had seen something where like they might be in talks to come back and do like flashbacks for season two. And I'm like, if yes. you don't do that, you guys are like missing out. Yeah. I did hear that as well. I really hope that they follow through on it because like these are two actresses that we cannot lose track of. Like they, no. need, to, they need to stay in the limelight. All right. So yeah, guys, if you're not already, go watch House of the Dragon. Okay. So my yeah. next show. Uh, this is another one that only comes out once a week. And I just want to pause on that for a moment because I I feel like for the past like almost a decade now, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. we've we've like been inundated with whole seasons of shows. Yep. And we're just so used to like consuming, consuming, consuming that I've kind of loved this going back to releasing one episode a week on a like specific night at a specific time mm-hmm. um, because it okay, – I'm trying to think of how to describe this, but like not that it provides structure to my week because I do not structure my week around TV shows, um, but it's something to look forward to. Mm-hmm. Like I know on Sunday night – my boyfriend and I were going to sit down at nine o'clock. You know, we've had dinner. Maybe we're having a tea and a little dessert, and we're watching House of the Dragon, mm-hmm. right? And I just kind of love that because we watch it and we're like, ah, oh, yes, can't wait for for the next one to come out. Mm-hmm. And this definitely re- relates back to like our previous episode about enjoying things for what they are because um, we can't consume things so fast, so. Mm-hmm. Even though, like, yes, seasons are shorter than what they used to be, it's still the experience that is being drawn out. And I Mm -hmm. feel like when we – like, going back to the memes, you know, we have an episode come out and then we have a week to talk about it. And get the hype up for the next week. Yeah. Yeah. Like, you know, like – We've had a chance to discuss it because, you know, we don't have people who have jumped ahead and watched everything and people who haven't seen all the episodes. Um, Can avoid spoilers too. Yeah. Like it's a great way to avoid spoilers. And we're all just kind of experiencing this together as a collective where Mm -hmm. there were a lot of shows that were spoiled for me because like I'm usually the last one to the party on a TV show. Like I just – it takes me a while to, to watch something. Um, and a lot of the time, like, I was just like, okay, like, I kind of know where, where it's going because I've already, like, seen spoilers. And mm-hmm. I try not to let it, like, wreck the mood for me when it comes to a TV show, but it is nice on, like, a big TV show like this that, um, we all have to watch it together. And, um, sure. that kind of leads me into my TV show, which is The Handmaid's Tale. So currently, yeah. at the time of this recording, season five, is coming out and it comes out on Wednesdays. Um, mm-hmm. No, it is on Hulu, so I think it does come out like at midnight, whatever. Um, but like I watch it on Wednesday nights, mm-hmm. and that that's just like another thing of like, okay, I'm tuning in, and I'm gonna like watch this show, and then I'm gonna process it after. I'm not gonna like I can't jump into the next episode. I have to sit and think about what just happened. Um, so I feel like a lot of people know about The Handmaid's Tale. It's actually written by Margaret Atwood, who is a fellow Canadian author. Um, I've read a few of her books. I'm really into dystopian plots when it mm-hmm. comes to novels. Mm-hmm. So this book was something like I first read in high school. Um, and then 
I came back to it when I was in university. And that's when I started to also, like, like a really intense thing to read in high school. It was. I was not I was not ready for it in high school. And like it was probably in a grade 10 or 11 like lit class. Mm-hmm. Um, a little lofty, I thought, for for a teenager. But then when I read it again on my own in university, I was just like, oh my God, I love this book. Mm-hmm. And honestly, like, okay, I'm maybe a little Maybe I shouldn't say this, but Handmaid's Tale and like Gilead, which is uh, the country slash organization that took over the states mm-hmm. in the book, it's it's kind of scary because it's really set in like our timeline, mm-hmm. and um, it's just like. No one has free will anymore. It's heavily religious. Um, fertile women were rounded up and they were called handmaids and they were pretty much childbearing slaves. So yeah, the content of this book and this TV series is a lot. And it's a very intense TV show. It, the actors are sublime. The writing is impeccable. Like mm-hmm. It's just so good. And um, I love that this was another show where the author was consulted. And Mm -hmm. so season one really is the book that Margaret wrote. Um, In 2019, she came out with The Testaments, which was kind of a uh, a few – like a time jump and continuation of the series. And the season like the seasons after that have pulled on the testaments but it's also created its own um mm-hmm. story which margaret has also kind of uh m- like molded the way for it to stay with her original content so like you know when we talk about like trying to satisfy canon it does mm-hmm. um so it's it's really just a brilliant show it is heavy though so mm-hmm. like this is a show like I don't know you you could try to binge it but I I feel it's like it, it's one of those where like you'd watch maybe two episodes and you're like okay okay I'm good like like mm-hmm. I need to, I need to shake this off a little bit um and just you know things that are happening right now south of the border and even in our own country and around the world it's it it's it's hitting home and if you yeah. ever listen to Margaret Atwood talk, she writes her books like, yes, they're kind of called dystopian, but she's like, I am just pulling from history. She's like, I am pulling these moments in history and putting them together in the same timeline. Um, and that's really scary. So I feel like this is a series that, you know, it's a cautionary tale mm-hmm. because like as our current series that we're doing – you know, it's it's a slippery slope of of people who are trying to take away human rights, mm-hmm. and this is just kind of like a little viewpoint into what that world would be like, and it's it's very scary. Um, mm-hmm. So the show, you know, it's in, it's intense. There, there's like some scenes I was like distressed, but yeah. in a good way. Like I was just so involved, and I was like so stressed out, stressed out for the characters. Um, you can just really get into it. And Elizabeth Moss, uh, who plays June, is absolutely incredible. And she's actually stepped into um, a director role 
for mm-hmm. season five, and it's art. Like it's she it's produced such, it too, right? Uh, yes, yeah. She's been an executive producer for quite a while, but this was the first season where she stepped in as a director. Mm-hmm. And oh my gosh, like watching it is a work of art. And really, what this becomes, I'm not going to give it away for anyone because it's it's something everyone should should go sit and watch. Um, it, originally, it was kind of like the the women against the men, the patriarchy, and religion. Mm-hmm. And further on, it kind of becomes very much like uh, two ruling women, like kind of kind of like House of, like House of the Dragon. Mm-hmm. And they're they're battling it out for what they believe in. Mm-hmm. So it's just such a good story, and it's won so many awards. So this is another one that that you should watch. It's available on Hulu. Mm-hmm. But you can you can pretty much find it anywhere. It's it's pretty public that one. Yeah, I've I think I watched the first three seasons. Oh, did you? Yeah, I did. I can't remember how I was watching it though, or when, but I did watch. I think I watched up until. Um, I don't want to spoil it. No. So, but like, you know, it was a very big moment and I think it was at the end of season three. Okay. Um, and I think it was maybe season four wasn't out yet. So I stopped watching it and then maybe that was a time where I had Crave and then got rid of it. Mm-hmm. So I just haven't quite got back into it yet, but I think. Yeah. And I think with um, COVID, there's, there's like a funny gap for a mm-hmm. lot of TV shows just with like them being able to film. Mm-hmm. So I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, like season three came out and then season four took a long time to to shoot and it finally came out last year. I think that's what happened is by yeah. the time season four came out, I'd kind of lost interest. Like I kind of was doing some other other things. but Yeah, like you would have to go back, back to – probably season one almost and yeah and but like I kind of know because I did read the book too so I know season one pretty well um I think it'd probably be like starting season two again right and I would go back yeah yeah because like season one is very much just the book and then season two is where it picks up as a new story mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so but yeah that book really freaked me out oh, it's good it's good though oh, like it's it's it really good, good. so yeah. Are those our TV shows? Yes. I do have one honorable mention because I feel okay. like we talked about a lot of like heavy and toxic and steamy shows. That's fair. That's so fair. I'm throwing in a very lighthearted one that I love to turn on when there is a new season. Mm-hmm. Um, it's called Glow Up, Britain's Next Makeup Star. Fair. Yes. Um, so this nice. is a British reality TV show. And I just like British reality TV way better than North American reality TV because in North America they really like pit the contestants against each other. Yeah. Where in Britain or like just in other countries they're comrades. Like even though they're in a competition there's Mm -hmm. not like that like sabotage element to it which I don't know why American TV shows are like obsessed with that. Um, I really like it. They're very supportive of each other and again this is a show like I love watching people in their element doing their art. And mm-hmm. these makeup artists, like they are artists and it's, it. it's so good. So they're like, there's usually like 10 episodes, I think, uh, maybe not even that many there, but there are like four seasons out currently. 
And it's just like people telling their backstories and then they're going through like, you know, the, the different makeup challenges and they're getting like amazing jobs. Um, so like there's some, there's some good content there to watch if, if someone just wants to put something like light and breezy on and like the judges are really lovable. Um, I think I said the reference to you and you were looking at me kind of sideways when I said like, Rachel, we need a conflab. And you're like, what? <laughs> you're like, okay, Laura. Okay. As you, as you turn away. Remember. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No, like you kind of brushed it under the rug. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> That's probably one of those moments where sometimes like, I feel like I hear you say things. But I'm not sure if I did. You're probably like, so then I what just the kind fuck of- did she just say? I'm just not going to ignore I'm just going to ignore it. I'm just going to ignore her. Sometimes I'm just like, did I hear that? Yeah. Yes, I asked you for a conflab. It's just, just a discussion. <laughs> a meeting of the minds, if you will. <laughs> All right. Well, now next time you say that to me, I'll know what you're talking about. Okay. Yeah. Watch a little of. bit of that show because it's actually like very addictive and- good to watch. So just, just throw it on when you're cleaning or something. Sounds good. Yeah. We were watching, um, kind of one that was like nice to put on, but we were watching Indian matchmaking. Oh, that one keeps popping up. I've been kind I almost clicked on it the other night, but then I saw the new season. Never have I ever. It was interesting. Like, I think, um, like it is kind of like a reality, like dating show type thing um we did start season two but i think like with me and like those kind of like dating reality shows i can only watch one season at a time because then i get kind of like tired but basically the whole premise is just um like a matchmaker from uh india who basically she just helps match up arranged marriages nice it's nice i love i love like kind of like i'm so fascinated by um that culture and just like having yeah. a like matchmaker and um arranged marriages i'm just really fascinated by mm-hmm. by that and how it works so i love that there's it a was, show it about was that very, right now it was very interesting and also just the degrees of traditionalism mm-hmm. in the uh young people who she was matching because there were some that were like very very traditional and then i think there was like a young entrepreneur uh like I think she was a fashion designer like young woman who she was just kind of like at the end of it she's like eh, I just I don't want to do this I want to focus on my business so it was like they did like a wide variety of people and their values and stuff so it was really really interesting nice so yeah if that sounds appealing guys go check it out it was good fun for sure okay I think I think we've covered this is was this was our short episode on what we're watching right now. I hope you guys enjoyed it. Um, yeah. <laughs> definitely send us an email on everything you are watching right now because I am definitely wrapping up some shows and like obviously the two main mm-hmm. ones I'm watching only come out once a week. So I'm looking for some mm-hmm. for some filler for some good fall TV shows. So send us an email to teawithlaurachel at gmail.com. Yep. You know, I've concluded that when we say before we start that it's going to be a short episode, it's not. It's you never. know how when we say um, if Taylor Swift has the word happy in her song title, it's not happy? <laughs> That's like us, but when we say the episode's going to be short. It's so true. Like I think we spent half an hour on the first TV show. Well, you know, we had 
we needed to talk about a lot of societal issues and how they were prevalent, like they were presenting in Euphoria. Okay. Yeah. I just you know, love how it, it was important. Yeah. It just started out with like, oh, TV shows we're liking. Fuck this show <laughs> for this reason. <laughs> <laughs> this show would be great if they were set in college. Thank you. So yeah, guys, if you like this episode, please leave us a review on Apple Podcasts or a rating on Spotify. It really helps out the show and uh, yeah, would really appreciate it. Thank you. And with that, live like tea. Live like tea.